Julia Savola uh, has a hilarious quote about um, about like reading his. Uh, he said, "One can reject certain principles a priori, such as the very hypothesis of sacred series and of variations in them determined during various periods by the procession of the equinoxes. But if one does not do so, it is like finding oneself inside an enchanted castle, a vampire's castle. One can refuse mm-hmm. to enter, but once the threshold is passed, it is difficult to get out again. One moves from signs to phenom uh, or phonemes." I guess uh, uh, from phonemes to symbols, uh, from symbols to phonemes and signs, by way of idols, conjurations, calendrical notations, names of gods and demons, ornaments, rites and ritual objects, inscriptions, masks, prehistoric designs on rocks or in caves, funerary ornaments and finds of every sort, supplemented by specimens gathered in situ during years of research by Worth himself. The author gives us no respite, and even if it was all reduced to a quote myth, one still has to recognize the potency and extent of the synthesis behind. It. it is hard to find its equal in these fields, monopolized as they are by an arid and pedantic erudition. So I guess, yeah, yeah that was his Evola his excitement. Was, yeah, Evola did definitely think that Atlantis was real and that Hyperborea and Atlantis were linked. Uh, that, uh-huh. you know, Hyperborea was like the original civilization uh, and uh, then like the spiritual center of Hyperborea after the Hyperborean cycle ended, transferred to Atlantis. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that they were, you know, uh, different, but sort of related seats of uh, traditional and spiritual uh, learning and advancement. Uh, one, but one really good Atlantis, uh, idea, or the idea of Atlantis rising, uh, that, uh, one really good iteration of that was uh, that of uh, the uh, head of the French branch of Amorque, which uh, Sirhan Sirhan was in, uh, the ancient oh. and mystical order of the Rosai Crucius. Uh, oh. So uh, it's French grandmaster and supreme legate uh, Raymond Bernard uh, boasted <laughs> innumerable other titles and dignities, you know, as well as context and political circles. So, uh, you know, he uh, was very into Atlantis um, and he uh, tells elaborate stories of like his uh, initiation and his contacts, you know, in the Rosicrucian order. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's very obscure. He said, uh, this is what uh, the author of Atlantis and the Cycles of Time, who, it was like, is it, what's the name of the author's book? Because we really should mention uh, her. Oh. Uh, uh, by name. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, well, it's uh, Atlantis and the Cycles of Time. Uh, let me uh, get it here. By Jocelyn Good, uh, Jocelyn Godwin. Jocelyn Good- Godwin, yeah, good job. Yeah, Jocelyn right, Godwin. So, yeah, yeah uh, very good great book. overview of this subject. Uh, saved us, like, like, you know, reading through a bunch of, like, tedious uh, stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, just get yes. the get it a, a fuller picture here but uh well i mean i did read some tedious stuff anyway but uh you know uh, it would definitely save me a lot of it uh mm-hmm. but anyway so and it provided this tidbit which is uh it says true to the rosicrucian myth of unknown superiors who go their way unnoticed by the world but occasionally appear to initiates bernard tells us that he met his master in a hotel in brussels the sage told him that it was not by chance that there was so much interest in atlantis today then he revealed that some Atlanteans, Atlanteans had escaped its destruction and that their heirs still exist. Atlantis was absolutely monotheist, like Islam or Judaism, uh, hmm, hmm. Uh, and held the sun to be the first divine manifestation. Not Hawk. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Egyptian beliefs were a degenerate remnant of it, adapted to include the Nile in its theology. Atlantis was very civilized, and we have nothing comparable to its methods of transportation. It had colonies to which it gave part of its secret wisdom. This is preserved in the Supreme Pyramid, reproduced in different measure by the Pyramid of Cheops and others. 
Soon its secrets will be discovered to the great good of humanity and will put an end to much polemic. Continuing, Bernard's master tells him that the Atlanteans knew nature's forces, especially the telluric currents, and applied them to agriculture. The pyramids served to maintain geological harmony, while the dolmens and menhirs, too, focalized the universal energy. All these sites were attached to the Supreme Pyramid, as only the sages knew how the energy system worked. The Atlanteans used it, as we do electricity, without completely understanding it. But then they abused it and finally made alterations in the Supreme Pyramid with catastrophic results, the deluge. The Atlantean mm. colonies were left to themselves without proper knowledge. Each developed its own school, rites, and myths, and created local secret societies with remnants of their knowledge. Even African secret societies have fragments of this. So did the Druids. So... After uh, the superficial grounding of the planet, a school of Atlantology, um, mm. I guess that's, you know, his uh, theories, Bernard now received the key to the mystery. The master explained to him that after the fall of Atlantis, the world entered a period of, obscur of obscurity as the sages refused to reconstitute the Atlantean Empire. Instead, the whole world now has become a new Atlantis, even if it takes thousands of years over it. What? Uh, all right. What? Oh my the choice God. is offered to usher in an era of extraordinary civilization or to suffer the end not just of a continent but of a world. The time of choice is approaching. To general stupefaction, Atlantis will reappear. The sages have had to leave humanity to grow up by itself as demanded by the universal plan, but they have guided this evolution, gradually giving humanity the discoveries, science, and technology acquired by the Atlanteans. Hmm. This is this is the head so of the Rosicrucians. Society, according to well, yeah, the head of the Rosicrucians has his own master who's telling him this, a secret master, uh, wow. like you know, a Darth Sidious or whatever, like you know, <laughs> uh, unnamed, who's like telling him that society's development has been guided from behind the scenes by a secret society originating in Atlantis, in Atlantis uh, the and it will establish. Oh, Atlantis will soon remerge. Uh, but we must either be destroyed as a world or unite the world under one world Atlantean government. Oh my god. Wow. So this is the real Mr. Global. This is the real face the of real Mr. Mr. Global. Yeah, they, the real Mr. They're Global. They're saying yes. is, mm -hmm. has been an Atlantean all along. I mean, yeah, people will talk about Egyptian mystery schools and you right. know, Greek and Roman mystery schools, but this would be... Yeah. Mm -hmm. This would be the source, I guess, of all of that. I mean, it does tie up neatly. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, is there neatly. a... Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, I mean, there is there is something... Okay, if they're just humans, then why were they so much more advanced than everybody else? Or... You know what I mean? Like, mm. what was this? Like, if they were able on this, like, landmass or continent or island or whatever to achieve, like, this very sophisticated level of technology, uh, is it... Does Plato even... I mean, Plato does kind of imply they had more advanced technology than, Well, he says say, that they Athens. had great temples and they had... like Or a chalcum they had, which was a, you know, a very valuable metal that no longer was you know known i guess according to the platonic dialogue but it was still less valuable than gold you know and it you know it was an impressive civilization but it seems like athens at the time was also very impressive so yeah and they did get yeah. defeated uh so then so then you have so, to ask yourself the, like I, the, did... the level of technology definitely grows that people are attributing to atlantis you know it definitely yes. gets more and more intense like you know, in Donnelly, for instance, like, you know, some of the people will say, like, you know, they were advanced, but it was still the Stone Age or whatever. But 
Donnelly will be like, yeah, well, they were just a little bit less advanced than us. And then, like, you know, people eventually are saying that they were more advanced than even, like, you know, uh, technology. Yeah, they could use pyramids now. as, like, energy you know, vectors yeah, and things exactly. like that. Like, they had tapped right. into some kind of, uh, yeah, paraphysical phenomena that, you know, which is, like, an intriguing concept that, you know, the, the course of technological development uh, maybe could spin off into, like, this different direction. But I also... It's, it, it begs the question both then and today, like, why were kind of, like, they the only ones? Because that thing you just read me from, like, the Rosicrucians uh, definitely yeah. is hyping them up as, like, almost gods. Like, they are yeah. basically, like, the managers of Yeah, and they had societies. all the technology that, yeah, we have now. They've released all this technology that they've always known about. Uh, yeah, 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 it's, it's like yeah. It's, it's, it's like secret space program shit, except like been happening for ten, twelve thousand years or something, or you know, ten thousand years. Uh, it's like uh, okay, no, I, I, um, I don't quite yes. buy that. But also, you know, it's like why should we trust you, Atlanteans? If you have been around for so long, what made you better than anybody else? You know, even if you didn't destroy yourselves per se, you know, what made them so advanced? that then i don't know they're wiped out without a trace or you know i mean is it really true are are we to believe that there was a utopia and then a random natural disaster wiped it off the face of the earth and the last ten thousand years have been like a secret society of people who according to um (laughs) according to the rosicrucians yes uh Steiner actually yeah as I mentioned he had like a lot of interesting takes on you know Rudolf Steiner of Waldorf school fame he had a lot Uh, of interesting takes on Atlantis uh because you know he had kind of his own version of the root race or like apocal ideas of the theosophists who he eventually broke with with his own anthroposophy so um yeah like um he uh he also believed that there was some kind of stuff going on with the moon um (laughs) and uh there used to be no material separation between the earth sun and moon and during the polarian epoch the sun was extruded from the earth taking with it more subtle elements and during the hyperborean epoch the moon was extruded taking the coarsest ones the coarsest elements uh and human beings were present at the whole process therefore man consciousness changing along with the cosmic process so over time, like the Earth and the Moon and the Sun have been like split apart, um, and yeah, according to Steiner, uh, human beings evolved or proto-humans at least evolved on Saturn, the Sun, and the Moon, um, oh. and there will even be further developments on Jupiter, Venus, and Vulcan in the future. Um, but yeah, according to him, <laughs> there was like a Lemurian period and an Atlantean period, and. Okay. Uh, the Lemurians, uh, they had an intuitive understanding of natural forces and they could control the weather and the growth of plants and the, even the evolution of animal into human forms just by applying the will. That's pretty impressive, you know. Uh, but they could turn is, you know, animals into humans with the their Waldorf minds? Schools. Yeah. Uh, the, your okay. preschool, your kids preschool teachers sing them down and being like, now kids, like the Lemurians, had, <laughs> you know, they had the power to remodel the hills and to build cities in stone with only their minds. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, the Lemurian body was formed of cartilages only, like gradually. First it was just like spiritual maybe, but then it had cartilages. And then in the Atlantean period, that's when finally people had skeletons. 
Um, uh, Blavatsky they, had a Blavatsky had a similar kind of idea with like the root races, right? That yeah. They were just like ethereal at first, and earlier then they on, they be, yeah, exactly. They were like uh-huh. kind of yeah, very ethereal beings that didn't even necessarily have personalities per se, uh, and were just kind of like these very ethereal spirit beings that became more and more material over time. Yeah. Uh, so this is very similar because you know obviously it's very influenced by theosophy, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So they finally got a skeleton in the Atlantean period, but. And Atlantean still was very psychically powerful. Like, uh, and early Atlantean could break an iron rail or s- stop a cannonball through psychic force alone. So, uh, okay. So there, yeah, we're talking about like the Fury, like you know, psychic super soldiers. Yes, right. So I guess yeah, Atlanteans were developed from the elite of the Lemurians, uh, and they were saved from the cataclysm that destroyed Lemuria, which was the southern continent. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. And at first, they passed much of their lives in the spiritual world with spiritual beings for companions. Um, so they're hanging they out with jinns. Yeah, and they would spend the night with the jinns, and they would return to their bodies at daybreak, like snails, into their shells. That's the you know uh, godwits. Oh, so they're like remote uh, viewing. You know. They're hanging out in the astral plane with jinns, like remote yes, viewing they're at astral night. a lot of the time. Yes, um, uh, yes, and <sighs> okay. also uh, the Atlanteans had airships um that were powered by harnessing <laughs> the energy and growing things um and they they so the, ener- they the energy of what growing things so they had a bunch of seeds and then they had these sort of contraptions that would extract like the built-up energy from the seeds uh and then the airships you know they could only float a short distance and they wouldn't work at all like nowadays because the air used to be thicker um okay yeah, so that's what your kids will learn at the Wardlark School. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that, uh, okay. yes. that's very um, interesting. Uh, yeah, so I, I guess like the powers make. of the gnomes kind of were the powers that allowed the airships to fly, ironically, because like you know the powers of the Earth were harnessed, like the potential energy. I don't know. He might be upset at me about implying that he'd be like gnomes have nothing to do. With the yeah, I know. It don't seems like they're really. Mm, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We don't want to. Yeah. Uh, step on the doctrines there. For access to the full-length episode, subscribe to the Hour of Frequency at patreon.com slash subliminaljihad.